Hey there, it's the head blurred in charge, Ty, and I want to give a shout out to Anchor. Anchor is a really great website and app that you can use to film your podcast, and it's totally free. And not only that, they give you sounds and other tools that you can use to distribute your podcast on an array of platforms. My favorite is Spotify. But anyway, if you want to start a podcast, start with Anchor. And see you in the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake. This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy, your voice of choice, the world's only 12-hour strong man on the air, here on We Love Radio 108 FM, the last on your dial, but first in your heart, and that's the truth. Here I am, am I here? You know it, it you know. This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy doing the nasty to your ears, your ears to the nasty. Eyes only play the platters that matter, the matters they platter. And that's the truth. Hey yo, welcome to Shout Out to My Blurts, <laughs> a podcast for black nerds, about black nerds, by a black nerd. I mean, it's really for anybody. You know, just like Wu-Tang is for the kids, black nerds are for everybody. (laughs) How y'all doing today? I am doing well. I mean, I'm doing good. I'm feeling like mad tired lately. I don't know what that's about. But um, before you ask, no, I'm not pregnant. But I have been very tired. Uh, It could be because I have my toe dipped in various ponds. Um... But that's exciting, right? Including this podcast. And for today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about something that is definitely familiar to Black people. It's this notion of actors, actresses, singers, influencers, whatever you want to call it, who have been deemed as Black famous. (laughs) Now, this term came about a couple years ago um, on Twitter, a gentleman named Michael Harriet, and this is what he had to say about Black Famous. Black Famous is the gap between Black stardom and white, I'm going to butcher this word, anonymity, anonymity. Y'all know what I mean. For instance, the highest possible rating on Black Famous scale would be someone every Black person knew but was unknown to every white person. So I ask, who's the most Black Famous person of all time? That's the question he poses. And he gets various responses. And so I want my, my people, my Black people, to really think about it. Who is someone coming up that you knew, you instantly know. And even if you saw them, you'd be like, oh, that's such and such. That is not mainstream. And then we have a lot of our Black famous people who did start out as quote unquote Black famous and then kind of became mainstream. Some examples of that would be Will Smith. Um, Another example of that would be Martin Lawrence. Another example of a Black famous artist who became more mainstream 
arguably probably the most black famous who is now mainstream is Samuel L. Jackson. I'm going to get to him later in the episode because we love Samuel L. Jackson and I got to give him his shine in this episode. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be talking about black famous people today. And so I want to name some of the ones that people named in the Twitter feed. So someone said John Witherspoon, which, okay, I get you know, John Witherspoon, God rest his soul. He was a comedian and he was an actor and, you know, he's probably most famously known for playing the dad on Friday. Um, you know, and then he was also in a lot of like kind of black movies. He was in, I got the hookup. Does anyone remember that movie? A lot of black people might. That was masterpiece little venture into acting. Um, you know, he was in, um, Boomerang playing David Allen Greer's father. You got to coordinate. So, you know, John Witherspoon is someone who is probably black famous. If you were to ask a white person, oh, you remember John Witherspoon? They might not. It's, it's likely that they might not. Um, Clifton Powell. Does that ring a bell to anyone? Now, as black folk who have seen black films, we probably know who Clifton Powell is. Clifton Powell, he didn't play the best people in his roles, unfortunately. So um, he was in that one movie with Kimberly Elise where he was abusing her. Um, and then he was also in Menace to Society. He was a drug dealer in that. I can instantly see Clifton Powell's face when I read his name. I know who he is. I know what movie roles he played. He didn't always play the, the best guy, but he's a black famous actor. Um, let's see who else people are naming. Someone said Jack A, I suppose. You know, 227 was definitely a black sitcom. I don't know if many white people were watching 227. Sister Sister, maybe. A lot of people may remember her from Sister Sister. That became a little bit more mainstream, especially since Sister Sister, I believe, was part of the TGIF lineup. Uh, Robert Townsend, Five Heartbeats, The Parenthood. So you have a lot of black famous, oh, shoot. <laughs> Someone took it back and named Donnie Simpson. Can y'all tell me who Donnie Simpson is? The hazel-eyed host of, um, you know, one of the BET music video countdown shows. White people are not going to know him. Morris Chestnut is someone else that someone named, which I can see he may not be as black famous now but he definitely was. He was Ricky <laughs> in Poison the Hood. And then of course, you know, Lance Sullivan in The Best Man. And so we love us some Morris. Um, he's on that show, The Resident right now. His character is a jackass, but you might have a lot of white people that watch that show. They recognize him from that. See, this is the thing with black famous though. Like, it's not even necessarily about being accepted by 
the white mainstream audience. These people were just gifted and are just gifted in their artistry. And though they're not recognized by the masses, they are cherished by their people. And so I say this and I speak about these people who are black famous, not in an effort to dismiss or demean their contribution, but to highlight their contribution to, um, to, to black culture. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to insert some of these black famous people into this podcast. And y'all let me know if y'all can name them. See you after the break. I got to walk Smokey down to his house. Oh, man. Your mother and I never would have moved in this neighborhood if we had known you need a gun to walk down the damn street. No, it is around here. Oh, no, son. That's not the way it is. You kids are there nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This is what makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another day. And you think you're a man with a gun in your hand, don't you? I'm a man without it. Put the gun down. Put up your dukes. Now you're a man. Your uncle picked up a gun, too. He had to find the hard way. 22 years old. You got a choice. He's all you need. All right? Can y'all tell me who that last clip was and what movie that was from? Most black people would know. Um, I will say the other person in that clip that I didn't mention before is Ice Cube. Ice Cube, I would argue to say that at one point he was more so black famous. He is definitely more mainstream these days. And I think a part of that is because Ice Cube ventured more so into doing comedies and so once he started doing comedies, he started being noticed by the masses. But Ice Cube, of course, is uh, one of the founding members of NWA. And then, of course, he had his solo career. And then he started acting, producing, directing. Um, but some of the earlier movies Ice Cube did before he started getting mainstream films were Friday um, Boys in the Hood, as I've mentioned before when I was talking about Morris Chestnut, and Higher Learning. So, you know, we got Ice Cube. That's 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 our that's one of our people too. That's the thing. All these people, whether they be mainstream or not, they're still our people. Um, so I know I talked a lot about the male um actors and artists and everything that are black famous but i didn't really talk too deeply on female or women um 
black famous artists. So some of those people, and I'll go back to the Twitter thread on people that they have named. Now, someone actually said Queen Latifah, which I can see. I can see how Queen Latifah is more so. She's she's definitely, I feel like Queen Latifah, even in her, you know, 30 plus years of being in the entertainment business, is still um kind of straddles that line between black famous and mainstream. Um people definitely know who she is, but they don't really, I feel like people don't really understand her roots. Like Queen Latifah, of course, was a rapper. And then she ventured into acting. So she had a very small part in the movie Juice. And she also um, went on to do Living Single, of course. And then uh, she went on to do Set It Off, which, oh, chef's kiss, tour de force. She was amazing as Cleo in that movie. And then she went on to do a lot of rom-coms. Queen Latifah's actually really good at rom-coms. And then um, she did one of my famous uh, favorite movies, Girls Trip. So I, the only thing about that, specifically her character, <sighs> what were they thinking with her hairstyles? I mean, this is off topic, but her character's hairstyles in that movie were just really like, this is the best. I think the only time I liked her hair was in the scene when they were all in the club and they were, they had all had some absinthe, absinthe or they, they were high off of something. And, uh, but her hair looked good in that scene. But for the rest of the movie, I was just like, what are y'all doing? Um, keeping in line with Queen Latifah, someone else named Kim Fields, who was her actress, uh, her co-actress, co-worker on Living Single, but of course, Kim Fields Tootie from, um, you know, The Facts of Life. I mentioned Kimberly Elise, who was also in Set It Off with Queen Latifah. So a lot of these Black famous actors and actresses and musicians and artists, they'll kind of be in things together a lot too, right? Um, Kimberly Elise has range, darling. When I tell you, um, this is the woman who, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with her. And when I say range, I mean dramatic range. I don't mean comedic. Um, I'm sure she's been in comedies, but I feel like her character in everything she's been in always has some very horrible circumstance whether it be her husband leaving her and dragging her out the house in Diary of a Mad Black Woman or Clifton Powell, who I mentioned earlier, abusing her character as a child in that that movie, I can't remember. Or <laughs> um, if it's her as TT and set it off and she gets her baby taken. Sorry, spoiler alerts. Um, and she gets her baby taken and then she ends up dying. I or the most atrocious thing to ever happen to her character when she was in for colored girls who've considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. And, or I think for the movie purposes, they just called it for colored girls and her husband played by the fine and gorgeous Michael E. Lay, who's also black famous dropping their kids out the window. Like, 
can Kimberly Elise catch a break? Can we give her a comedic role where she's just truly being fun and funny? Because damn it, this woman. <laughs> so it's interesting. So I always joke and say that if anyone were to play my TV mother in any film, it would be um, Lynn Whitfield. Mm -hmm. Um Lynn Whitfield, for those of you who don't know, is a very beautiful actress, um, but she tends to play very severe and, dare I say, very almost heartless uh, characters. She was the mom in, you know, Medea's family reunion, and she was just very, very harsh, very mean, very, you know, she's giving me Lady Tremaine from Cinderella vibes. Um, maybe with a little evil queen from Snow White, definitely Disney villain. Um, she was also the mom in Eve's Bayou. She wasn't as harsh. I mean, uh, given the circumstances she was dealing with, Samuel Jackson playing her husband and he out here cheating on her. Um, you know, so, and then I think she's most famously known for her character in, um, thin line between love and hate with Martin Lawrence. And I'm, you know, unpopular opinion. I would dare say that he drove her there. Like, yes, she was wilding. She was doing the most, she was just off, but, you know, he drove her there. She was fine. She didn't want no parts. He looked at her as a conquest. She's thinking this is the real deal. And then he drops her off in crazy town. So Lynn Whitfield is another one. I'm going to see who else is named in here. Um... Ooh, see, someone said Ruby D, and I'll say her husband too, Ozzy Davis. Now, black people, we know who they are instantly. They are black royalty, to be quite honest. But I don't think they were ever really mainstream. And you have music artists who are considered, um, you know, black famous. Let us see, Chrisette Michelle, Marsha Ambrosius, um, Kem. Uh, Maxwell, I feel like is a little bit more, people know who he is, so maybe not him so much. Um, couple of comedians, someone said, uh, Robin Harris. I can see that. I can see people not really, anyone who doesn't know Robin Harris is, um, if you've ever seen Bebe's Kids, that's Robin Harris. <laughs> You know, so it's very interesting. And a lot of these people I'm seeing on here that I'm just like, they should be more famous than, you know, maybe they are. Uh, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, Regina uh, Hall. Regina King is definitely, um, I think she's breached that line or she's crossed that line of being more mainstream. And like I said, in the first part of this, this is not to, you know, discredit or, you know, bring down any 
of these artists for their artistry. This is to uplift them. They're black famous and we cherish them. You know, I'm just saying that some of our black people or black artists have been more accepted by the masses and that's just what it is. It's not to say that they're any better or worse than anybody. I think there are a lot of people who are quote unquote black famous who are far and away better at their craft than maybe some people who have made it mainstream. Um, another actor who I absolutely love, like, and I always say that, you know, he would play my dad if there was ever a movie about my life. So Lynn Whitfield's my mom. Mm. My dad would be Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo, what I love about him, and the perfect example I can use was his role in This Christmas. Because he was jovial, he was kind, he was caring, but he was also direct. He was also not somebody to mess with. He was also very protective. And, um, you know, that embodies my dad. But if anyone has seen The Five Bloods, oh, Lord, his character in that movie, I mean, wow. His character was basically... <laughs> He was this gentleman who was in the Vietnam War, and he was a Trump supporter. God help us. And his character just had so many things going on with him, and it was very interesting to see his arc, even in the course of that film. Um, so Delroy Lindo's another one. Now, as far as singers, someone said, a lot, I see a lot of people saying Frank, Frankie Beverly. I see a lot of people saying Anita Baker, Babyface. How could you not know Babyface? Like, oh my God. Like, he has made such an impact on music as we know it. But yeah, these are some of the people who are considered Black famous. Oh, someone said Lisa Ray. I can see that. Lisa Ray, for those of you who don't know, was the star of the Ice Cube directed directorial debut of the Players Club. So I think that's where she's most famously known for. I know she's gone on to do like smaller movies and she had a TV show at one point. And then I think she hosts a talk show now. So, I mean, you know, people have their arcs. <laughs> Kadeem Hardison, most of the people from a different world really. I guess would be considered because because a different world was a very black show. Um, I don't know of any very many, if any, white people that consumed um, a different world and all the beauty that it was and is. But a lot of the actors that came from that show, including Chris Summer and Jasmine Guy and Kadeem Hardison, are black famous. So they, they ours. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to break and then I'm going to come back for the conclusion of this episode on our lovely black famous artists. I'm going to push him out of a window if I don't get out of this house. Cicely's been in the goddamn bathtub for an hour. You know that? She stayed in there three hours yesterday. Fortunately, there's more than one bathroom in this house. 
Louisiana's house. Ain't that much dirt in all Louisiana. Get out of the damn tub! You watch your language, young lady. Mama keeps stabbing herself in the kitchen. Sugar your hands, Mama. I think you better hush. And where's Daddy? He's never home. He's supposed to be home sometimes. Listen, you little ingrate. Your father works hard so we can have a house with four bathrooms. Not every night he's not working. I know he's not. All right, y'all. So we've been talking about our lovely black famous kings and queens who have enriched our culture, who have added so much to our culture, who we quote their lines from movies and we quote them and we, we know who they are that maybe they don't know, they are not known by the masses. I wanted to talk about um, two more things before I go. Um, I want to acknowledge the atrocity that was the Oscars last weekend. So we tragically lost Chadwick Boseman. Now Chadwick Boseman is someone who definitely became mainstream through his roles as Jackie Robinson and Thurgood Marshall and um, James Brown, but most famously for playing T'Challa, the Black Panther. Um, prior to that, you know, Chadwick had a lot of smaller roles. The first time I was introduced to the beauty that was Chadwick Boseman as an actor was on this, um, ABC family show called Lincoln Heights. And he played Nate Ray, who ended up being the older brother from outside relationship um, to the three main Sutton children. And uh, he was a, he played a young man who was having some PTSD from being, you know, in the military and, you know, um, being stationed and, you know, going to war and everything. Um, and he played it beautifully like he did with everything else. So Chadwick Boseman's final role was playing Levy in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, which had a lot of other Black famous actors, including Glenn Turman, who was an actor who was in A Different World, and also Coleman Domingo, who is just such a force. Like, this man is amazing. Uh, Taylor Page, and of course, Viola Davis, who we love. And you can tell that Chadwick brought his heart and soul to that role and he hung it there because it was amazing. He was amazing. And um, so of course award season has been happening, which is all well and good. And he has been posthumously winning awards for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. His beautiful uh, widow has been accepting um, on his behalf. The Oscars, first of all, hashtag Oscar so white, because we see right through what y'all do. Um, but what they did this year was save the best actor category till the end. When prior to that, the best picture was always the final category that was announced of the night. 
They did this so that they can keep dragging on, making people, you know, wonder, okay, you know, and, and like almost teasing that it was going to go to Chadwick. And then you get to that last category and it goes to Sir Anthony Hopkins, who, because of his disability, did not want to come um, to the award ceremony, was willing to do an acceptance via you know, um, video and they wouldn't accept that. So it's like Oscars. Why? What, what's the point? Um, I just thought that that was really shitty that they did that. Um, but we see right through it. And I think when you become a mainstream black actor, you do have to deal with the bullshit that Hollywood tries to do. I will say shout out to Daniel Kaluuya, though, for his role as um, Chairman Fred Hampton um, in Judas and the Black Messiah. He got Best Supporting Actor. Um, he is a British actor. And that's a whole nother, you know, some people don't like that British actors are. He's a great actor. I, I just, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it personally. And shout out to Lakeith Stanfield, too. Um, I know his character, the one he played was the, you know, was the villain. He was Judas, but he did that. And I, I, I want him to, you know, get his shine as well. And Lakeith is another one who is, you know, he's becoming more mainstream, but he's definitely black famous. Um, so on my TikTok account, Tahira Harbin on TikTok, I have a, you know, a little small series where I, um, that I call, um, underrated black actors that I like. And so I acknowledge some of these young black actors or even older black actors who are doing the damn thing and maybe they don't get as much shine as they should. Lakeith is someone that I've acknowledged. Aldous Hodge is somebody who I, who I've acknowledged. Stephen James, Elon Noel, Joshua Boone, Bangai Kina Bay, um, I can't think of all of them. I hope I'm not missing somebody. I think I've done eight parts. Mustafa Shakir, you know, and I did see Lon is going to be working with Lee Daniels. And I did see Joshua Boone has a project coming up with Tyler Perry. So, um, and, and Stephen James and his brothers are doing big things. And uh, even Aldous Hodge, like he's definitely getting larger roles and more notoriety. So I'm glad to see that. So shout, so shout, shout out to them. So I wanted to end this episode by shouting out probably my most my favorite bl uh, black famous person who happens to be an actor. I know I talked a lot about actors and actresses, but I like movies and TV shows, so that's what I resonate with the most. Um, I want to shout out Samuel L. Jackson. Yo, and I've mentioned him earlier in this podcast. This man has been working. When I tell you working for the past 40 plus years, working. He has been a working actor. Um, this man has a 195 acting credits on IMDb. Okay. And counting. <laughs> and um it's funny i look at his earlier roles and a lot of them were very small parts 
where maybe he was uncredited or maybe he was gang member number two, um, bum, or um, they have him in Coming to America uh, credited as Hold Up Man, because that's what he was. Um, and then he started getting bigger. He he linked up with Spike Lee, who is, you know, they're Morehouse brothers and they're just really close. And so he does a lot of Spike Lee joints. Um, he was in the movie Juice. He had a small role in that. And then somewhere in the 90s, Samuel Jackson kind of turned a corner and became more mainstream. And it was with his 1994 role um, as Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction. And so from there, you know, of course he was linked up with Quentin Tarantino and he started doing a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. And Samuel L. Jackson is just quite the personality. He can be very calm, but he can also be very boisterous. He's not afraid to call somebody uh, Emma Effer. <laughs> I'm trying not to put an E on this episode, so I'm going to have to keep it clean. Um, and he's just who himself, who he is. He's himself. So he's gone on to do Kill Bill and then, of course, Star Wars. He went on to do a lot of films in the Star Wars franchise. And then he went on to do a lot of films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, Samuel L. Jackson is a perfect example of someone who was notoriously black famous, who kind of naturally made his way into a more mainstream audience. And we love Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, shout out to him. So I'm going to end this episode about our lovely black famous Actors, actresses, singers, songwriters, um, you know, artists. We love you. We cherish you. You may not be well-known or accepted by the masses, but you will always be well-known and accepted amongst your people who love you and cherish you for who you are. And I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.